Speak issue 69. That's right, the big 69. The awesome, sexy, and uh, lustful 69. With me I have Gavin, uh, because you can only have two people uh, to 69. We do not have Trevor with us this week. It might also having have something to do with the fact that he's scared of us now, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll move on from that and, and get back to that later. Uh, Gavin... actually been pretty, yeah, he's actually been pretty clever about it. He's walled up in a, a local Costco with a spunky interracial team of survivors, so I'm not exactly sure how good our chances uh, are to getting at him, but yeah, those... props to him. He's prepared. I, I mean, <laughs> not to not to be, be all picky, but I really wish we could get some, you know, focused. You know, you when you have a dish, it's never nice to have a dish that's that's too many strong flavors mixed together because that just mm. creates sort of a chaos so yeah. I really wish we would have some sort of um, uh, racially uh, uh, racially centric uh, this just once in a while <laughs> yeah true I, I live in uh, Irvine so I pretty much the local population is any variety of Asians so I've luckily had a, a pretty clean palate up until they're, now but they're pretty tasty tr- though yeah. The that. problem is to be incredibly racist. Once you have one, an hour later you want to have another. <laughs> oh. Oh yes. Yeah, oh yes. Uh, Lame and racist, just like it just like these jokes should be. But what do you say <laughs> we get into the news before we dig ourselves further into a trench? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's start with a, a developer that is near and dear, probably one of the our favorite developers here at Elder Geek, C D Project Red, or specifically in this case just CD Projekt in general. For those of you guys not in the know, they are the developers of The Witcher, and yes, that is it, but that is awesome. Uh, they, they are an, an, an incredible Polish developer, but apparently their co-founders have resigned, although temporarily, I want to say. Um, let's see here. Uh, they have supposedly reneged their superior positions uh, to have a break of sorts. And yes, this is the official reason. Um, we're not exactly sure how this will affect the organization, especially since they have The Witcher 2 still in development. But, uh, yes, they're taking a break by resigning, and they say they may come back. They may, we're not sure. Uh, Moss, is this normal? Do, is this how we expect European companies to run? I, I'm not sure. I mean, Americans, if you do this, you lose your 401k, you lose your health insurance, and you're out on the street. So I'm not exactly sure well, what's going on here. I'm a bit where, out of my element. Where exactly are they based? I can't remember. Poland. Uh, they are Polish. Oh, right. They are Poles. Yeah. I don't know how it works in Poland. Uh, it's different for each country, obviously. But, uh, I mean, if you did that in Norway, it would be totally fine. It would be expected even. If you if you want to take a break uh, for a few years, then you pretty much have to quit. There's no, there's no sort of system for... Uh, for doing anything else, but uh, given that the hierarchical structure in companies in Norway is sort of loose and everyone's pretty much friends, even you know, no matter if it's the boss or the bottom-down guy, so people just come and go as they as they please, basically. Uh, so that it hmm. could be the same way it works for them. Um, nonetheless, I think this is. Um, I don't think it's going to have that much of a of an effect effect on the games, uh, especially not the next game, The Witcher 2, because that's already so far along in development uh, I'd imagine, and and at this point it's just down to the tech guys to really, you know uh, churn out that code. And the concept I imagine is done, which is which is probably what these two had the most say in. 
Yeah, I'm not necessarily thinking these two are code monkeys. Yeah. But hopefully, yeah. I ho- hopefully, you're right. The Witcher was one of my favorite role-playing games to come across in the last five, maybe even ten years. So I'm hoping that um, Assassin of Kings remains unscathed on this. But um, if, even if it's not, we have a classic game coming to soothe my woes. Um, X-Men, the famous arcade side-scroller. Yes, that one that you played at Chuck E. Cheese when you are 12, despite the fact that you shouldn't be at Chuck E. Cheese when you're 12 because you're far too old, is coming to PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade. Now, due to licensing restraints, you're not going to get the uber-upgraded version that we all want. You're basically going to get an HD remake of the actual game. Uh, not a remake, it's just an HD wash of the original game with all of its original functions and the ability to play it in its Japanese form as well. But that's the, probably the extent that we're going to get anything new for. But that's still pretty awesome. You have the classic six characters going on. You have the classic gameplay, one of my favorite side-scrollers of all time, one of my favorite arcade games in general of all time. I'm stoked. Mops, are you stoked? Uh, yes, uh, to put it short. Uh, just what is, I, your, what is your character? Who do you uh, play as? Nightcrawler. Definitely. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Great area Great area effect special. I, I usually am Dazzler, just because... She's irrelevant for the rest of the X-Men history, but here she's excellent. But mm. go ahead, Moss. What's your reaction to X-Men coming to the arcade? Uh, I, I think it's awesome. I think, you know, more of this kind of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm a bit worried about the price. I, I think they should definitely try to price this cheap. But if it's, like, uh, over to, uh, 15 bucks, then um, I'm still going to buy it, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to like buying it. I'm pretty sure that the highest they're going to do is 15. Honestly, yeah. they really should be doing 10 Mm. Maybe even if they really want to sell, they can probably do under ten. But yeah, it's probably like going to be priced at seven ninety nine. I think it it would be just right. Yeah, especially since this is coming from Backbone Entertainment. They uh, previously did uh, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix mm. and Marvel vs. Capcom Two, and those, both of those were fifteen, I think. So probably fifteen for X Men. Yeah, yeah. I just um, I don't know. I, do you do you think this will be as good as it was? All those years ago. Um, Probably not, just because of, you know, nostalgia, nostalgia glasses, but I remember the gameplay being pretty solid, objectively yeah. solid, just in terms of functionality. So, in terms of side scrolls, we haven't really had that much innovation in, since then, uh, save, you know, for online functionality, being able to drop in, drop out with friends. So, yeah, mm. I'm pretty sure it's going to hold up respectively well. Yeah, and I no mean, one's this gonna, is... no one played it for the story. Yeah, I mean, this is just a re-release, right? So it's not yep. uh, it's not like new graphics or new gameplay. No, no, it is new. It is updated for HD. This is very much like a Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. Yeah, but that's not really. I mean, it's not Bionic Commando rearmed. No, no, no. This is not a complete remake. It is just a rewash, yeah. a uh, re reskin, if you yeah. will. Yeah. But that's still pretty cool, even if we can't have a lot of extras, which I love. Mm. But that is coming. We don't. We're not exactly sure when it's coming, but keep an eye tuned. It'll be soon. These these, yes. these kind of things don't take long. Yeah, but you know what is coming out soon, Mots? Uh I have an idea. Gaikai or Gaiki? I'm not sure. Gaikai. Thank yeah. you. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that is the official or unofficial rival to OnLive. They're not really positioning themselves as a direct competitor, even though they very much are. This is the online online clown streaming game service from David Perry, and it is coming out in December. We have a confirmation. Uh, David Perry came out as part of GDC's online game summit. Technically, he wasn't speaking there, but he was interviewed there. 
and said that it is prepared, it is launching, and it is a go for this holiday season in December. So hopefully they will be able to manipulate the market that online has been testing since E3, maybe give us um, something different. Uh, Gaikai uh, is not the, exactly the same as online. They're much more a straight publisher to consumer model, which means that you're, you're going to get a lot of stuff directly from Activision as opposed to going through you know a, a central service, which um, is still pretty interesting. We haven't seen much of it, despite you know World of Warcraft being streamed on a laptop and, or being streamed on an iPad, I think, and David Perry's quotes. So it'll be interesting to th- see this in the actual market. But Moss, you uh, you prepared for Guy Guy? No, well, yeah, I'm prepared in that I have a good uh, connection and all that. But I don't. I'm I'm starting. I you know I I know I said um, earlier this year or maybe last year that I really thought Gakai uh, Gaikai or whatever and online would would hit it off. But I'm kind of concerned that it's it's hard. Uh, it's too much competition with with PlayStation and Xbox. I think for a service like this to to hit it off, it would have to be integrated into both Xbox and PlayStation, or at least one of them, mm. and and be a software so, solution uh, rather than a hardware solution. So I'm I'm worried about it to be honest. And to be fair, we haven't actually seen a lot of uh, stats or uh, coming through on online, um, mm. and we're not exactly sure how many units it sold or. How um, how much uh, market proliferation it has? Well, it, it's, not, it's still in beta, isn't it? Um, yes, but it has launched and it is available, right? Uh, for con- you know, for consumer purchase, and the fact that they haven't even made an announcement of that. Technically, they're not necessarily the most uh, marketing savvy company, is, uh, especially in an industry with Activision and EA. Mm. But uh, I'm getting a bit suspicious of that, so I'd like to see that. But until then. It's all up in the air, and best of luck to David Perry. Mm. I'm surprised but, neither the, neither of these guys have have been bought up yet by an Activision or EA that could really you know put the marketing dollars behind it. Yeah, especially with Activision Blizzard, Blizzard being uh, highly connected to the PC market, yeah. it definitely be a way to go. But again, like you said, it's pro- um, this is probably mostly going to be a software solution, so you're going to see a lot of publishers already, especially for Gaikai, um, coming to them with content ready for their service rather than uh, looking to buy them up as, you know, carte blanche, mm. which I think is a much better model for the consumer just because we have one less uh, mode or one less uh, tentacle attached to great publishing beasts. Yeah. But we're moving on once again, and this time we are moving on to a highly covered news story, but one that's still interesting enough to talk about, Steven Spielberg's second video game project, uh, his first being Boom Blocks on the Wii. His second project has been canceled. Uh, kind of a mixed blessing. A, you know, it's a game created by one of the greatest directors. But B, we don't really know much about it. It's uh, All we know is the working title, Project LMNO. And it was supposedly a stealth-centric spy game set in, of course, World War II. But a lo- um, aside from that, all we know is that EA has officially canned the project after two years of rumors on it. So, sad day. Maybe not sad day. We'll never know. Mops, were you gunning for Project Elemino? Are you, are you sad? Uh, you know, <laughs> sweet Steven Spielberg gaming? I, I guess it could have been good. It just reminds me too much about of that other World War II stealth game called, uh, what, Violet or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, and Velvet Assassin. That I don't know. Velvet Assassin. There yeah. you go. 
It had uh, some good ideas. Unfortunately, it, it faltered it on basic design, but yeah. And uh, but I did I did like the premise. I, I guess I could have liked this game if it had you know the money and uh, and uh, good team behind it, mm-hmm. uh, which it but probably would have gone. given it still given that it's Spielberg. But uh, yeah, it's gone. So yep. Okay, moving on from a high-profile Steven Spielberg release, um, I really want to get Mont's perspective on this. He is our resident uh, fan of this franchise, after all being European and everything. Hey, Mont. Hey, Mont. No. Guess what? No. Guess what? Stop. Guess what? No. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Shut what? the... No. Grand Turismo. Grand Turismo no, no. Been delayed again. <laughs> oh, my God. I yes, hate yes. you. Yes, folks, it's true. Polyphony Digital has delayed the title for what must be the 50th time... It- since its inception, what, you know, in, back in the Crustaceous period. And it, although delay may not be too long, it says it's still trying to make the holiday season and considering it was planned for November 2nd or November 6th, depending on your region, it may not be too long, but Mops, another delay. Another day, another Gran Turismo 5 delay, man. How are you, how are you coping? I'm, I'm crank, I'm crushing something right now and I can't figure out what it is because I'm so infuriated I don't want to shift my eyes to look at it. It's 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 been so long. It's, yeah, I, you, I need have, this game. You have no you have idea. The, you and the fans of this game must have the largest collective blue balls since uh, I don't know. I, uh, the only comparison I can think of these days is someone that's actually been waiting for Duke Nukem forever for this you, long. Exactly. Uh, let me just put this in perspective. Um, about a month and a half ago, I went out and I spent as much money as you spend on a new 360 on the signature edition of this game. Um, you actually bought the signature edition of this game? Yes. Wow. And and I have Prologue, uh, X1, 2, and 3. Uh, in that I, I imported the last one from Japan uh, to get more cars. Um, I bought uh, Forza 3, even though I, though I do not like it nearly as much as Gran Turismo, just to have something to, ki- you know, to, to play. To fill the void. Yeah. yeah, to fill the void. And it's doing so poorly. I mean, it's a good game, but it's nowhere near as good as Gran Turismo or Gran Turismo 5 is promising to be. I just, I was, I was really ready for this thing to come out. I, I, I fucking planned ahead and, and tried to get my, I didn't actually succeed, but I tried to get my boss to give me the week off, the week it comes out. It all oh, I'm came. sorry, with your accent, I thought you said it. I, I, it you're, when you say boss, it sounded like balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get my balls to give me the week off. I'm like, I know what you mean, man. I know what you mean. <laughs> well, almost. Um, yeah. I, I hate to see a zombie cry. So what do you say we uh, we cut, we cut you know nip this in the bud and, uh, and move can on? I just, let you... Can I just add one last thing? Sure, let, let loose, what, man. Let what, it all out. What could they possibly need to fix? I don't know, man. <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Maybe it's a la- maybe it's a last minute licensing concern with one of their cars. I don't know. I don't know what a month delay means, but thankfully, you know, it's still making the holiday season because Sony really needs exclusives in the second half of the year. Hmm. So we'll see. But it's always fun to see a zombie cry. Yeah. At least you know I now, have feelings now. At least you do. Yeah, you you borrowed them off your latest victim. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on here to the NPD, the NPD group. For the um, that is of course the the organization that reports all of our awesome stats and flame baiting uh, fodder that we all know and love. And although they may not be doing it in the same that they have been for the past couple of years, as we've known it, the NPD group has announced some pretty major changes to the way they report fiscal data in the gaming industry. Let me load this up and see what's going down. Um, they are completely removing monthly hardware unit sales figures, which means now we have to rely on individual manufacturer sales figures, which, as we know, are deceptive nine out of ten times just because that's how business works. But more than that, we have a shift in the top ten software level from SKUs, SKUs, with unit uh, sales uh, to the level with no uh, to a top ten method of software sales with no unit sales. I'm not exactly sure what I just said. I'm sure it made sense to technical people, but that's what I have here from the NPD itself and a ton of smaller uh, changes that make even less sense. But I think the major one for most people is a removal of monthly hardware units sales figures. We will no longer have uh, monthly Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii, DS, or PSP hardware figures, and now we're going to have to sporadically get them from the people themselves. Moths, do you, do you see this as being any sort of change to how um, the industry works, or what, where are you sitting on this? I think, you know, um, it was a nice little feature MPD had, um, and it got a lot of traffic to a lot of game news sites. Um, but really, I mean, all the people really that need to know this already know it. I mean, mm-hmm. they get it from the from the publishers. And, you know, you can say whatever you want about the publishers being, you know, uh, the the data being, um, being uh, a little bit skewed, but uh, the reality is that they count every uh, piece of hardware they ship to stores, and that's really all that matters to them. Once the store has it, it, it has the, the, the units, it's up to them. So, you know, Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, they've essentially made the sale at that point. Yep. Uh, yep, that's why uh, many times you'll see uh, from official company figures you'll see units shipped rather than units sold. Yeah, just fun fact for all of our listeners. Yeah, um, which of course means that there could be a storage facility somewhere out there with thousands of Wii's or whatever it might be, uh, and uh, hundreds. Of I'd like to I'd like to visit that facility. Yeah, um, like, I, I don't know, like maybe surf a, a wave of you know unsold Wii's <laughs> or something or unsold PS3s. That'd be fun. Yeah. So, so you know, the bottom line is these these uh, units are probably going to get sold down the line, either because you know uh, the um, the vendor uh, you know sets the price down ridiculously much so people just have, have to buy them, or because you know they have some sort of promotion or something like that. It always ends up in a home. It's not like they drive these out to a dump. And if they do so, then it, it'll have to have, you know, been at the storage facility for quite some time. So, so I really don't think it matters that much, to be honest. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm pretty much with Mons on this case, so let's move on from sales stats to more layoffs. People tell me, they, t- they, say, they say to me, they say, Gav, 
you always talk about layoffs and uh, downsizing and always say it's, you know, the uh, a return to abysmal business values and all that stuff. Aren't there any times in the industry where layoffs are not only necessary but preferred? And I say to them, this is what we have this week for you. Do you remember Mott's Tony Hawk ride? No. I tried to forget. <laughs> well, the guys that make it, Robomoto, which sounds like a Powerpuff Girls villain, uh, has recently had to lay off 30 to 60 team members specifically for the game's poor performance at retail. And you say, Gavin, this this was released quite a bit of go. Um, yes, it was, but a lot of companies re- rely on a lot of residual sales and months to come, which it, uh, which a lot of games actually build up a lot of steam that way. Uh, that's why, you know, eventually, you know, uh, slow starters like Dead Space on any console it's ever been on eventually go on to sell multiple millions of units. And unfortunately, that did not happen for Tony Hawk Ride, or fortunately, depending on your opinion, Elder Geek and many, and many critic opinions is very, very fortunately it didn't sell. And despite them working on the sequel, Tony Hawk's Red, due out later this month, they still have to lay off a significant portion of their dev team. So, Mott's... Finally, we have a story about uh, layoffs that doesn't in, uh, throw us into a, a deep depression. Uh, yeah, I think it's cool. Um, I think this I, is the free market at work, man. Yeah, I I, I hope that the guys uh, who work there find another job because I don't think it's necessarily their fault. I think it's a flawed con- concept in general. It's a marketing room concept. Uh, but uh, I, if this company needs to go down the drain. It just needs to. Uh, I'm sorry, guys who work there. I just you make horrible products. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, yeah. No. No filter with Mots Folska here. <laughs> he tells it like straight out. He's the Andy Rooney of Elder Geek. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there uh, you go, man. The free market has indeed spoken. Yeah. Um, I would say though, uh, what are they gonna do with all the plastic skateboards? Package them with Tony Ox Red. Well, see here what no, because that's never gonna come, gonna come out. Come on, seriously. It's gonna have to at this point, uh, given the the, rec- uh, the development cycle. They have to be near the, uh, They have to be near enough to completion where I believe Activision's a publisher, right? Yeah, but what they're gonna oh, be? Yeah, yeah Activision's gonna have to have to shove something into market given all their investment, and that might that may mean that overall the whole package may be decreased because. The Tony Hawk ride with the the skateboard was what 150. Mm. So I mean, if even if they have the you know the the spare uh, skateboard peripherals, that may mean you know pass the savings on the consumer. Maybe you can pick up a, a you know a copy of the game for the usual 60, and maybe a used skateboard for 50. Yeah. Maybe I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like say that. this though: check out the reviews and realize that they'd have to pay you to enjoy this game. <laughs> and indeed, I'm pretty sure they were willing to towards the end. Yeah. But there you go, Robomoto in some pretty dire straits, not due to its weird sort of childish name. But I think we've done enough uh, uh, poking yep. here. Let's uh, let's go to someone that pokes someone else. Let's talk to. Let's talk about. Well, we don't have a name. We have an anonymous Bioware Mythic employee who goes on a incredible. Epic rant on EA. He refers to himself as EA Laos. And, oh man, I don't know how, I don't know where to start on this one. We have the full rant up on the site and uh, you definitely deserve it, uh, deserve to check it out. But the thesis of his rant is that the Old Republic 
the game being developed by Bioware Mythic, based on, of course, Star Wars, will be the most spectacular failure in the gaming industry. This is what he, the guy says. And keep in mind, this is an industry that gave us the Virtual Boy. Now, let's, uh, let's see if I can dig up some quotes for you guys here. Apparently, EA Laos, his uh, codename, of course, says that Bioware Mythic has spent more money making the Old Republic than James Cameron spent on Avatar. And uh, for those of you that don't remember, that was a figure up in the $450 million range. This is Dr. Evil money we're talking about here. And he says, he goes on to say, the game is a joke. EA knows it, and so does George Lucas. They're panicking. And so most of Mythic has already been cannibalized to work in Austin on it because they can't keep pushing back launch. This guy's throwing out doomsday claims in the game. And, of course, uh, we haven't heard from him since. I don't really think there's any in, any publisher or developer you can work for that would keep you after something like this. But he is throwing down the gauntlet, Moss. I don't yep. know. He, he's, even, he, he's even more blunt than you are. I mean, what, what do you think? <laughs> can someone be really this venomous towards a game that doesn't have, you know, faults in the slightest? Or what? Uh, how, how, does, how do you take this? How does anyone? How is anyone supposed to take this EA Laos guy? Well, I mean, uh, 400 million might sound like a lot, but for an MMO, that's kind of decent. Well, uh, I mean, for startup costs, yeah. Well, uh, Age of Conan was like 150. Well, that's not necessarily a really great comparison. Well, I mean, that game is afloat. It ma- they made back their money. So uh, I don't know if uh, Warhammer Online did because that kind of died really quickly. Um, but um, I gotta, I gotta imagine, just because of the name, name Star Wars, they are going to make back their money. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, think of how many billions of of uh, dollars uh, Activision makes off of World of Warcraft, and just take a tiny bit of that, and uh, you make back your money from Star Wars. So, I think that I think it'll it'll be fine. I think maybe this guy is just personally pissed off for some reason and just lashes yeah. out. Although I'm pretty sure a lot of other people we usually talk about on this podcast, not mentioning names, of course, since we don't have a news topic featuring them this week, mm. uh, we're gonna we are happy to keep it that way. I'm pretty sure they're happy to have the focus take, <laughs> taken off them with this EA oh, yeah. Louse guy. I don't know what, man. I'd like to I'd like to know the backstory of what got this guy to like the Michael mm. Douglas falling down level of pissed off, where he just needs to completely destroy. Everything connect, remotely connected to the company he once worked for. I mean, put, but, your, put yourself in his situation. If if you enjoyed working for a company, but you had no faith in the game they were making, would you lash out in this way, or would you kind of uh, keep your mouth shut, or alternatively, would you quietly just state for the record that you don't believe in the game, or would you just do what he is doing, um, just completely destroying uh, EA? Given the business practices of publishers these days, any statement against the game made publicly would probably result in a severe cut to benefits, if not immediately just grounds for dismissal. So knowing me, if I was getting, you know, if I was getting the Bioware Mythic money, which admittedly is not, you know, rich money, but it's definitely up there in terms of um, per person cost, Mm. I'd keep my mouth shut. A quiet employee is a happy employee. Yeah, I mean, how bad would the game have to be? For you to, for him uh, to, yeah. I don't know, but it was apparently bad enough in this guy's perspective, or see, I, this uh, ideally, the, or possibly this woman, not to be uh, sexist. 
See, I don't even think Tony Hawk but... Five is bad enough for me to do something like that. I mean, this is clearly personal to me. He is he is using yeah. very uh, very specific, uh, not strong language, but he's he's very specific in his criticism and he's he's very upfront and aggressive about it. So it would seem like someone you know uh, pushed the guy's buttons the wrong way. And yeah, some people that are listening to this they may see be saying like, guys, come down, calm down. It's not that big. But need we remind you, David Jaffe responded to this rant, and and basically his his point I'm paraphrasing was, dude needs to calm down. And when David Jaffe is trying to bring you back down to earth, man, you know, yeah, you are you're you're pretty high up. So I would love to see just the circumstances leading up to this, but we probably never will. So <laughs> this is probably you know the end result that's probably good for Bioware Mythic is I'm more interested in the Old Republic now than I probably have ever been. So I mean, this was you know, it's a publicity stunt mm. at the uh, at the at the end of it, and that's all that really matters. Yep. But we are moving on to a happy a happier time, a happier announcement. Valve has announced Defense of the Ancients two. Woo! Well, now of course we all remember the <laughs> we on. all remember the original Defense of the Agents uh, Ancients as a War, Warcraft two, Warcraft three, 2? or Warcraft three, yeah, three Warcraft three mod. Um, and the inspiration for a kick-ass Swedish techno song, but it is being reborn by Valve uh, with new community features, the same uh, graphical cartoonish style with HD graphics, all running on the Sweet Source engine. Now, this is coming out for PC and Mac tw- in 2011, and that's all we know right now, but we have the full spread of Game Informer's initial details uh, linked on the site for you to go and smooth over, which Moss, I'm assuming you did? You big uh, Dota fan? Uh, well, uh, in the sense that I played it once in a while on uh, Warcraft 3, then I guess yes. Well, thanks for uh, dropping the enthusiasm bucket right now. Thanks, <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I'll say this, though. Well Dota, Dota is a good game. It's a very uh, focused game, and it's a very competitive game. If you want to play in tournaments and stuff like that on a strategy game, there's pretty much no better solution than Dota uh, for, for really uh, showing... Uh, how skilled you are at strategizing, especially when it comes to RPG strategizing with gear and you know stats and specs and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's it's very good for that. And I haven't played the Dota game uh, itself, which Valve uh, has uh, released. Um, but I imagine it's even better than the Warcraft 3 mod because then you know you get they get to build it from scratch. Um, mm-hmm. I just I I it's not a it's it's not a game that immediately interests me because it's very much uh, one-sided. I mean, you do one thing and you do it over and over and over again, and uh, and then you start over and you do that same thing over and over and over again. Uh, so, so to me, that's yeah. not very appealing. But I definitely see the quality mm. in the game. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Grand, Tur- Grand Turismo Five was delayed again. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, I, I should probably tell by my. Uh, Childish bitching. I was a big fan of the original Dota. It's one of the few multiplayer games I played, mostly on LAN, mostly on local connections with uh, people in the same room. But mm. I'm very excited, even though I I haven't played a multiplayer game in years, probably since I played Dota last. But it's always good to see your favorites come back, and both Dota and Might and Magic are coming back. So I'm I'm pretty stoked. I'm I'm a happy camper right now. But I, I, I'll say this though. There we go. The game. Yeah, I just I have to. Uh, <laughs> the game, uh, the game uh, is 
a lot better, like you, like you mentioned, if you played with friends. I, I remember being at school years ago, and and basically the whole fucking class would just um, say, you know, never mind to the teacher and uh, and play Dota. Uh, and that was. They were very. They were very. Uh... They're very polite with their insubordination. Never mind, yeah. teacher. We're going to play Dota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very calm and it, polite. It might, it, might, it might have had something to do with the teacher's um, uh, unqualification for the job. Let's just put it like that. Um, but it, it's a game that really brings out the best and the worst in people. Because if you lose and you feel yeah. it's unfairly, you will fucking tear that guy on you one. Uh, and if you, oh yeah, I, if you I definitely win, have been a, a victim to the to the Dota rage. Yeah, it's worse than it's really. If you win, it's worse than the teabagging in Halo. It's you, you just do everything <laughs> you can to rid, ridicule the guy you you. Uh, oh yeah, you defeat. And you thought teabagging was bad? Nope, yeah. nope. Teabagging disappears entirely in comparison. But too much Dota, too much Dota nostalgia. Since I can't play it right now, I don't really want to think about it because then I'll be depressed because I can't immediately play it. Because <laughs> then I would completely abandon this podcast, run, and start playing it. Yep. But there you go. Dota's coming back. Woot. Awesome. Synonyms for awesome. We are moving on to our last topic of the day. And even people tell uh, people come and ask me, even more than asking me, you know, um, about the layoffs is, Gav, can you stop talking about the Medal of Honor controversy? And I'm like, I would love to, but it just keeps one-upping itself. The controversy just keeps getting, you know, elevates and just keeps getting more and more intriguing, more and more perspectives. And people have been asking me, when are we going to put the kibosh on? I'm like, we can't. But former United States Marine Benjamin Bush can. Bush being B-U-S-C-H, not related to the uh, president, thankfully. Um, he actually, uh, this guy, a former... Marine, who is deployed as an infantry officer for two combat tours in, in Iraq, has released an essay to NPR.org, and it pretty much sums up the perspective that everyone has arrived at, in essence, for Medal of Honor. And we have the full, we have excerpts of the essay, we have a link to it. It's a read that pretty much everyone remotely interested in this kind of stuff should read. It's an excellent, exquisite read. Basically, he compares, you know, video games now to the make-believe imaginary games that people played in the streets of Brooklyn after, you know, in, uh, after the World War II, after the greatest generation played. Um, and this is, I'm going to boil it down to this thesis here. This is one, one topic out of many. Benjamin Mush says, I honestly don't like that Medal of Honor depicts the war in Afghanistan right now, because even as fiction, it equates the war with leisure of games. Changing the name of the enemy doesn't change who it is. May thinking he goes one way. Next statement goes completely the other way. But what nation or military has the right to govern fiction? Banning the representation of an enemy is imposing nationalism on entertainment. The game cannot train its players to be actual, skilled, special operations soldiers, nor is it likely to lure anyone into Islamic fundamentalism. It can't grant neither heroism nor martyrdom. What it does do is make modern war into participatory cinema. There you go. I'm done. I'm doing the, the, the poker the poker arm gesture right now, saying, I'm done, I'm out. This is basically what I've been trying to say since the beginning. Thank you, Benjamin Bush. Mm. Moss, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's right on the money. I, I couldn't say it better myself, uh, which is why I haven't for the last four months. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's been that long, but it's definitely been a lot of podcast material. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I I see nothing wrong with that statement, really. And maybe I would have changed the the whole leisure of games to uh, to somehow in, include how it's a it's um, it's a consumer, it's a commercial product. It it doesn't necessarily he doesn't necessarily have to um, call games a leisure activity because they can be more uh, or less. Uh, but other than that, I think he's just perfect. Uh, uh, He's right on the money. I, 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 I have nothing to add. Yeah. Yep. Um, props to him, considering that he's, you know, from the same camp that has been, you know, admonishing the games, mm. uh, the games Taliban use for quite some time. But rock on, Benjamin Bush, and I think that is the best way to end both the controversy and the podcast uh, and the news segment. I am completely out of news, and I think I don't think I can't find a better stopping place than that. Uh, I'll, I'll one-up you once, uh, and I'll say this controversial uh, quote that you can use. Uh, I love Bush. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> and, uh, Moss, just before we go, uh, Grand, Tur- Grand Turismo 5 has been delayed again. Just want to remind you. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Later, peeps. I love it! Chief, can you hear me? Thank <laughs> you.